The Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone, and from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. What in the world is Jesus up to today? Well, thankfully we know, like Webb sang in that second verse, that in Christ, Christ Jesus has burnt our ticket on that long black train. <laughs> we have victory in our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what the Apostle Paul's talking about. But what is Jesus talking about today with all this loving of our enemies and turning the cheek and, and just giving to everyone who begs from us and not judging? And, and then as we give, so we, get, we, re, we receive Wow, we are in trouble. As I've listened to people hear this text this week, there's a lot of emotions that come up when you hear Jesus. And it's good because people are taking Jesus seriously. And I want to take Jesus seriously, and I know you do too. But one pastor that heard this, he was even like mad. It's like, there's no way we can do this. Now, I've learned from my spouse, who's very adept in, um, in her field on education and brain research, and, and so I'll keep it simple. There's a downstairs brain and an upstairs brain. And our downstairs brain is that fight or flight kind of part, the emotion parts, the part I live in a lot. <laughs> uh, and when I hear Jesus say these things, I, my downstairs brain gets kind of riled up. But maybe we need to move to that upstairs brain, and, and a, as a way to help you, I want to do a little story and a little analogy. Early on after the construction project on Ridgetop, I was driving up Ridgetop, 
going through those little roundabouts. Carmen, can you give me the first? I was in the green car. And of course, in the past, whoever's on Ridgetop has the right of way. I know in all roundabouts, whoever's in the roundabout has the right of way. But these little roundabouts are tricky. Because what do you do where the red car's sitting there and you're not quite in the roundabout yet going up Ridgetop? Well, I just assumed, because I'm right, <laughs> that you, you know, if the, person, the red car's sitting there, but you have the right of way. You're, you're on Ridgetop. No, wait, let me get to the end. So what did I do? I kept going, and fortunately, the red truck, it was a little pickup, stayed there. And I shot on by and actually started to go. The red, the pickup did, but then stopped. And I didn't remember getting a good look at the person, but fortunately, there was no colorful gestures exchanged on my part or theirs, because I was right. I was in my downstairs brain. Well, I got up to church, came in the office, started to work, and then our beloved bookkeeper, Rick Cotter, former traffic teacher, tra uh, driver's ed teacher, comes in and says, hey, Crabtree, Guess who was sitting at that intersection in his little pickup? And so I said, yes, and you almost did a really bad thing because I had the right of way. Well, Mr. Cotter graciously helped me see, next slide, that I was in the wrong and that when you're sitting there on the side street, it's a four-way yield, and one car's waiting, and you're not in the roundabout, that car has the right-of-way. Now, how many of you know that going up and down the street? Some of you do. But you know what? If you're on Ridgetop, and, you, and someone's sitting there, you got to stop and say, go, it's your turn, because no one knows this. Well, you guys do, of course. Why do I tell you this tra silly traffic thing? Well, <clears throat> it's exactly what happens as we hear Jesus in our gospel reading today. I was in the right. I knew it. I, ha I had it in my head. I, this is the way it goes. That person wasn't in the roundabout yet, and I'm on Ridgetop, and I had it all in my brain that I was right. And boy, when I got corrected, I didn't like it at first. There's a part of what Jesus says to us today that we go, ouch, are you kidding me? Turn the other cheek? Give to everyone who begs from you? You've got to be kidding, Jesus. We can't be doing that. But then the Holy Spirit comes and moves us to our upstairs brain and we start to think with more complexity and depth about what Jesus is saying, just like Mr. Cotter helped me go up into my upstairs brain and realize how things work. If you give to every person who begs from you, what will you have left? Nothing. 
Will you have anything to help your kids go to college or your, you know, provide for your home? What is Jesus doing? What is he saying here? If you turn the other, is Jesus really saying that I should let someone abuse me? I don't think so. I've sat with people who were being abused, though, and they were looking at this text. We've got to get into our upstairs brain and think about what is Jesus trying to accomplish here. And if you look at all of these things, the first thing we see is that there's no way you can do what he's saying, and I know this is going to mind blow, you know, this is crazy, there's no way you can do that without sinning. If you give to every person who begs from you, you're take, you're, there's, there's um, trade-offs. <laughs> if I give to every person that begs for me, I've got nothing left, and I'm not doing my, my duties to my family and to my church and to my, all of these folks, but I am hurting them, so I should be giving to them. But then if I give to them, I can't give to them. And so you see, if the only way to do what Jesus is saying is to sin. I know you're looking at me like, wait a minute, Pastor Bill. Um, well, let's take another one. If anyone who takes away your coat do not withhold even your shirt, should I let people steal from me? And then if I let them steal from me, then they're going to steal from somebody else? Is that right? That can't be right. And so if I let that person go, I'm sinning. And if I do get them, I'm sinning. We are stuck here. What is Jesus up to in this passage as we move from our visceral reaction to our upstairs brain and we start to think, guided by the Holy Spirit, what is going on? Maybe the first thing that's going on is Jesus is saying, if you want to be righteous by your deeds, you need Rick Cotter to come and tell you you're off base. <laughs> you see that? Another way to say it is Jesus puts the bar so high that we can only go, there's no way. I still remember high jump in grade school. And in that day, we didn't have the soft, cushy things. We had sawdust that you landed in. I'm pretty old. And I also remember what the bar, the metal bar looked like after I tried to get over it. <laughs> I think I ruined that, that bar. I think that's a part of what Jesus is doing here, is he's championing such a righteousness, such an, a standard that there's just no way we can do it, and we have to fall back on his mercy that he gave to us on the cross. If you think that you're a good person, compare yourself to what Jesus just said. If you think you've been a basically good person and I'm fine on my own, I did it my way and I'm, a, I'm in great shape, I'm you know, a nice person, so I'm sure God, well, look at this. <laughs> I think the first thing, and by the way, I'm teaching you what the law does today. There's two real functions of the law, and one of the main functions is to get us right below that cross and right at this table and cry out, Lord, have mercy. Isn't that the way the, 
the people approached Jesus when they saw him coming. Lord, have mercy. Isn't that the way we come into worship? Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on our world. That's because that's where we need to be. But then, is that it? Is that all? Is that all Jesus is doing? Or could it be, too, that he's jettisoning us out into the world and at the core of his teaching today is that God is merciful to the unrighteous. And then he says, be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. Move from mercy to mercy. That Jesus casts us out into the world with a call to be merciful, but not wrote with some kind of legalistic law, you, you know, like just give me a checkbox, Lord, and I'll check it off and I can say I've been good today. No, we take Jesus' cross, we take his compassion, his love for all of us, and we move out into the world and we look around and sometimes we do give to somebody who begs, sometimes we don't, sometimes we buy him some food, don't give him money typically, we don't, because see, that's where you can't, you can't not sin. You give somebody who's begging, it's likely you're maybe giving them money for drugs, you, you just don't know, so, so you have to discern and think about how do I care for that person? And sometimes I give my wife a ton of time, and sometimes I give the church a ton of time. And sometimes when I do the church, then I take away from my family. And when I give my family, and that's just the world we live in, where it's always trade-offs, and it's okay. Jesus jettisons us out into the world with teachings like this to get our imagination going, our upstairs brain going to think about how is it I can live out now, now that I've, my righteousness is taken care of, now that I am okay, I am perfect in God's sight, how can I just be out there with compassion and care and mercy? And so, of course, our church is doing a, helping second graders learn to read over the summer, especially underserved kids. Of course, we're supporting our local schools, four of them now, with teacher appreciation things. Of course, we do hearty meals. Of course, we do quilters. Of course, we have small groups. Of course, we um, you know, have life packs out there. And I could go on and on for at least 20 minutes talking about all that we do. We do that because we want to take Jesus seriously. Sometimes you turn the cheek. Sometimes you don't. But we are always driven by the fact that God in Christ has had so much mercy on us that we cannot help but be merciful to each other and to the world out there. But let me one final thing. You remember who Jesus was talking to in this text? If we went back to the start all these people are around him. Jesus does these blessings. And then at the very right before this part of the text, Jesus looks on his followers. So you got all these people listening, but he looks to his followers. And he says, now this is what I want you to look like. This, you know, we don't step, we, when we get our toes stepped on in this church, we don't step on them back. We forgive. When, you know, someone does hurt us or wound us, we forgive them, we maybe talk to them and say, hey, ouch, wow, that hurt, and we talk it through, but we do so in love. We correct one another in love. We want the world to see how we work here, that they go, wow, I want to be a part of that people. And of course, sin messes us up, and of course, we don't do that perfectly, but that's what we get to shoot for. That's what we get to live for 
because God has been merciful to us. And I want you to know that today as you come to this table. Drink in, take in his mercy, and let it flow out. Thanks be to God. Amen.